um, Jeff Okuda hurt his brain again, so he's going to be out, out Thanksgiving. Thursday. That that hurts a lot, uh, especially well, against a not really. Will Harris ran him over. Alex Jerry Jacobs is better at corner. Alex, we have Stephon Diggs to guard. The this it's, whole we did. It's actually better. Jeff's not playing because he'd get torched on national TV by Stephon Diggs and Jamo's back. Stop being a troll. Well, he's not playing Thursday. Stop I, being a troll. He's practicing. <clears throat> Jeff stinks. Alex is being an absolute troll right now. Your your beloved little Kool Aid <laughs> drinking three game win streak doesn't even happen without his pick six in the, the Bears game. So. <laughs> Cheers to episode 98. Oh. 98. Cliff Averill. Refreshing Bud Light. It's Cliff Averill 98. <laughs> He's 97. Kyle Vanderbosch. <laughs> I also forgot we were doing that. Bud Light out of a bottle. Uh, 24 ounces of truly pineapple. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was in my parents' fridge. I don't know where they got it. Evan, what was yours? Bush light. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Where'd you get it? Your fridge. No. Thank um, you, Garrett and Carrie. For those audio listeners, before you see any clips, Alex and Evan are sitting right next to each other tonight. So it's good stuff. Uh, welcome in to the number one sports podcast in the state of Michigan. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, the biggest bar night in America. It's You're four- not going to my dudes it. Wednesday, you my dudes. Every time. It's the biggest bar night in America, my dudes. It's 4.30 p.m. And the last regular season week of college football is here. The season has, has flown by. It's feast week. <laughs> That's what they call it. It's feast week. In more the ways way than one. That. It's feast week. So, what are we going to talk about today? Any guesses? We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions first. The NFL is king, and they're on a three-game win streak. So, we'll do the Giants recap, Lions-Bills preview. Then we'll talk about Michigan's win in football over Illinois. Michigan-Ohio State preview. College football playoff talk right after that. Then we got Indiana-Michigan State. Football game, Michigan State, Penn State battle for the Land Grant Trophy. After that, college hoops. Just quick thoughts on the recap. Some big wins for Michigan State hoops. Um, a terrible loss for Michigan hoops. And then a close win. And then just very quickly, just our initial reactions to the Cade Cunningham injury. Because this is not time for Pistons talk. Not this week. But he is like the face of Detroit sports. So probably should just at least say something about the guy. Um, but before all that, we'll start with weekly check-ins. The two guys that are together tonight. Went hunting in the woods. How was your guys' week uh, this this past week and weekend? Uh, it was great. So what, last time we recorded was what? Last Sunday. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been over a week. Last week and Sunday. A uh, Monday, Tuesday. Trying to think of things that happened before Wednesday. Nothing really, no. I don't think so. Wednesday. Oh, embarked on the journey to the great north of Michigan. Um, hunting trip with the same guys that we do our golfing trip with. I'm um, just a solid time. Just I was looking and thinking about it today. Just, just how much of I don't know, just like where's the sentence gonna go? I know I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to 
give off too much information. Um, <laughs> why is it so funny? Um, I guess just how I'm gonna say. Talk about your near death experience in the car. On the oh way. my god, overreaction. Okay, so Wednesday night we're driving up. Unfortunately, we don't hit our two stops that everyone else hits. That's what I was looking forward to the most Wednesday night. The um, two pit stops on the, the way up. The two pit stops on the way up there. Um, especially with the, the guys that I was with in the car. Um, the casino? But Michigan Casino is one of them. Yes, correct. Um, and then oh. it's, it's snowing <laughs> really bad in spots on the way up there. Like 35 miles per hour on the highway. Ooh. Gross. Going up 127. 35. Snow out. Blurred. Can only see like five feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I trust every single male in this truck to drive. Not a problem. Okay. We are hauling a trailer full of hunting gear, a four-wheeler. Like this truck Big trailer. is so weighed down that it like. I know I couldn't drive it. I don't trust myself <laughs> driving that. I'd be nervous. Just how much crap was in this truck is basically what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're driving. Um, driver. Bob. Bob. I trust him for my life. And I thought it was totally fine. I'm a calm person when people are driving. Um, Somebody in the car wasn't. Two people in the car were not. Passenger. Except my dad. Yep. G. <laughs> I was and, not in this car, by the <laughs> way. And the person to my left, friend of the podcast, Cody with a K. Um, and at one point we're driving and we swerve a little bit and we like fishtail back right. and forth. Okay. Lost his earpiece. Lost his earpiece. You gotta mess with him a lot. I was going to say. That's why you're okay, like so, touching your ear. Yeah. I thought you like are muting us and pausing us every single time. No, I just push it back in. Nice. Um, it's fishtail. Fishtail. We fishtail a little bit. Little like bit. out left, out right, out left, and we finally get back together. Perfect. Okay, not a problem. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm sitting bitch seat in the back. Yep. So I'm just staring right out the windshield. Not a problem. Which yeah. is what you'd fly Happens. out if you guys got in a crash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um and the person to my left yep. is freaking out. Oh no. He over exaggerated the situation for the rest of the weekend, thinking like we almost like died in the car. First thing he said to me when he gets there, dude, we almost died. Like the whole thing almost flipped. <laughs> no, like we weren't even like sideways. That's what he said. He said the whole trailer was like coming around the side and no, flip no, over. And no, terrible. no, not that hard. And everyone was quiet for like four seconds, and then we all chuckled and laughed and was like, "Wow, how about that?" <laughs> Um, and it's like the scene from The Hangover when they're going into yes. Vegas. <laughs> and then hunting, it snowed basically nonstop. Two feet, just nonstop. In I face. I don't mind the snow. I didn't mind it. Um, the wind could the wind and then like mm. the whiteout snow when you're sitting, you're sitting and trying to hunt, and then there's like a an hour thirty minutes to an hour period where you're sitting there, and it is coming down like you get like four inches of snow on you. If you don't Just move. covered in fresh pow-pow. It would have yeah. been perfect skiing. Um, but it would have been a little much, actually, for skiing. Is that just because, like, the wind's blowing and knocking all the snow onto you? It was just thick snow. 
Just a or are you thick, saying like snow just is coming blizzard. down from the sky? You sit in your chair, just comes just down and you just pop from the up. sky of how much is coming down per second. Got it. Complete whiteout. Like you could see like hundreds of yards in front of you, and then the next two minutes you can only see like five feet in front of you. Got it. Brutal. Great time. A lot of fun. Saturday night was good. A lot of beers were drank. Yeah. Saturday was fun. Watch football Saturday, only just a morning hunt. Um, the amount of hunting went down dramatically. Saturday was like <laughs> an hour and a half of hunting. And then that Oh, was it. I got to say something. Thursday, okay? Some of the men there overdid themselves Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night? Thursday night. during the day. Yes. Oh. Okay. So we got there Wednesday night. Friday. I'm promised. Hey, we're going to go out in the morning. We're going to hunt in the morning. Just We'll just push it back a little bit later. We'll push our morning hunt just a back of, uh, an hour or so. Okay. Like, fine. Not right. a problem. Get around. Wake up early. I'm like, all right, get around, eat breakfast, grab coffee, sit around. Looking at everybody. I'm like, hey, are we leaving soon? Like, it's time. Like you said <laughs> last night, like, it, it, hey, it's time to go. Like, let's pack up and let's go. Like, no, 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 no. Give me 20 more minutes. Give me 20 more minutes to get ready. 20 turned into two hours. 20 turned into two hours. At one point... G was like, "Hey guys, I think it's time. Like, let's get ready." And like, "Hey, what do you think of?" I think he said, "What do you what do you say? What do you think of ten fifteen? That was like thirty minutes, like forty five minutes of prep time." Lou was like, "I need at least thirty minutes." <laughs> you know, he asked for an hour every twenty minutes. He needed it was an minutes. hour longer. We didn't get out there until the afternoon. We could have watched Prices Right. Could have. Hunting, uh, we did hunt. I did see, actually. We did see, too. I had to make a obnoxious amount of noise at Evan because he was staring at his phone <laughs> and almost missed the deer run in front of us. Jeez. Oh, I wasn't going to shoot him Did you anyways. service up there when you're but sitting we out? did see deer. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Great service. It's oh, the yeah. same place as the camping trip, right? I know, but I feel like sometimes you're not getting, like, full service. You've been there. Yeah, I'm never in the snowstorm, though. Don't know how it affects the towers. Oh, I had great service. Were you either of you like really close? Got fresh venison on Saturday. We did. Saturday. Were either of you guys close to pulling the trigger to shooting? No. I could have if I like wanted to, but the shot was going to be terrible, and I was. Like, it would be a long shot, and I never really. It felt was ninety six yards from this my is spot a, to the deer. And I haven't had a. Oh no, you had a. This is a lack of like hunter out. knowledge question, but let's say it's like a really risky shot. That let's say the odds you actually hit the deer are like twenty five percent, so pretty low. If you shoot and miss, is that going to mess you up for like several hours because all the deer are going to avoid that area because they know where the sh- the sound came from? Or if you shoot and you miss, is it like oh you may see one like an hour later if they're just stumble back in. No, it's not that big of a deal. The only reason. A different reason, I guess, would be you don't want to shoot on a 25% chance if it's a smaller deer not worth taking. Because if you wound it and then just runs away, it's even worse. And then it's just going to die like from a coyote or something. I see. So that'd be a waste. So it wasn't like a big enough deer to take no. the shot. No. It was and bigger than what we saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bigger than a deer that was consumed. Oh, you hate to see that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah the, I feel like I, the gunshot an hour later, like, it wouldn't be 
I've had it happen where a buck comes back an hour later after a missed shot or a shot right. nearby. All right. I, I feel like I'd be super antsy with no patience and just want to fire even if it wasn't the best odds. Like I know a you big part. You think that and then you're like, well, wait, I actually have to shoot this gun. What if I hit it? Then I got to yeah. go like get it. And like you gotta weigh your options. And like on the you know the classic Sunday morning Michigan hunt shows, they always like, oh, I'm gonna wait this out to see if it walks into a better angle or gets closer my way. So I guess that factors in. But I feel like I would just want to see it and just fire. (laughs) Yeah, just all depends on like what kind of area you're sitting in. You just gotta set yourself up in a close quarter situation. So if something runs by, you just fire. Then you just pull out your tack combat knife and slit its throat as it runs by. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, every hunter's thought about that. Did every you guys? Tr- did you guys? That. Did you guys from the Snapchats you sent? It seemed like you guys were trying to like stalk your prey and like get really close to it. Was that what we were doing, or were we just sitting more in blinds throughout the day? What day did we? Send we, them? we followed some tracks. All yeah. the deer that we saw, we got down and we followed them, thinking that we'd jump them or push them into somebody else. Hell yeah, I love that. That's, Usually just that, trying to push to others. That would be riveting. Like you're on, a, like you're on a manhunt, even though it's a deer, but you get down in the ground like crawling through the snow and then you see him and you just come up behind it and take it out <laughs> the deer did get into some deep terrain so we were not able to continue some thick brush yeah yeah i guess you're on their turf in a snowstorm too although that, that might level the playing field because then they're overwhelmed as well yeah we were on their turf yeah um what'd you do this weekend man let's see worked that was big um saturday didn't think i did a ton the only notes i had written down throughout the week to remind myself was is it got really cold here like we really hit winter and to the point where i think like you guys had the big snowstorm it was not as bad here but it was more consistent like every single day throughout the week there was snow so i just got into the full routine of you're cleaning off your car twice per day you wake up you're cleaning it off you leave work you're cleaning it off and I had like a little, I don't know how long, but like maybe like that long car stick cleaner. And I was like, this isn't going to cut it. Like, I'm not going to like do three laps around the car to get everything. So I bought one of those like giant ones where I can just stand on one side and just get it all down. I'm like, I'm not walking around my car 10 times per day just to get to and from work. I'm just going to have one stand on like the driver's side door and just swipe everything down. So that's my plan going forward. I need one of those. My truck is a little tall, and I didn't realize it. This is the first time I've had to clear snow off of it, and it was in the Meyer parking lot for four days with, like, four feet of snow on top. Took me a good 25, 30 minutes to get all the snow off. Here's a debate. Do you always make sure you clean the top off? Because sometimes I don't, and I just assume it's going to fly off when I drive. I'm not talking about the top. I'm talking about my windshield. Okay, yeah, you got to clean that off for sure. Yeah, no. I didn't clean the top, and then when I was driving on the road... Someone was behind me. There's, there's a two-lane road, and the snow was just blowing in their windshield's face, and they got over to the right just because of it. They just mm. came up next to me and seemed annoyed. Mm. Not much I can do. No, can't control the weather. Nope. Um, the other things are food-related. The meal Shocking. prep. Meal prep this week. It's going to be a recurring Cookie. bit. Cheesy chicken gordita crunches that I'm making. What? That I'm making. Homemade. Homemade. Wow, that's gross, dude. No. Just went to Taco Bell and bought 12 gorditas. I'm just going to eat them. <laughs> Put them in the fridge and just pop one out when I'm hungry. No, I made the ingredients for it. Kind of kind of fraudulent on the crunch part because I just got flour tortillas, so I don't have the inner crunch, but they're still really good. So they're um, just chicken tacos? 
Yeah. A little bit bigger than like a taco though because the tortilla is like bigger than a normal shell. So just chicken burritos? But not a burrito. Maybe a flauta. Okay. What about a flauta? A flauta. <laughs> a chalupa. It's ground chicken. Yeah, like a chal- ground chicken. Uh, I got the special Taco Bell sauce from the store. Speaking of the store, I went on Saturday night after the football games were done because there wasn't much like in the prime time 6 p.m. spot I cared about. Went, boy, was it the busiest I've ever seen a grocery store in a while. It, I know it was Saturday night lean into Thanksgiving week, but I would have thought Saturday night might have been safe. Nope. Everybody was out getting ready for the week. And I just thought, man, Evan would have to leave this store because of how particular he is with how he shops. And it was just, he couldn't move. I'm, I had to fully resort to the leave my cart in the middle displays so I could go down the aisles on foot. Because if you went down the aisles with your cart, you're just not making it out because everyone just clogs the row and there's no way to move. And the funniest part was I go down the first aisle, I leave my cart in the middle. I'm I'm away from my cart for maybe a minute and a half. I come back down the aisle. I loop around, do a big U. Worker is standing by my cart. Is this yours? Yep, that's mine. She's like, okay, so sometimes just people leave them, so you never know. I'm like, I can't even breathe in the store. I can't even <laughs> leave my cart unattended for a minute and a half. And I had things in it, so it wasn't like it was just an empty cart in the middle. So that was annoying. That was a stressful situation, but we made it out. The other two things, quickly. One... New life skill, learn how to crack an egg with one hand. So that's big, um, big development. Um, it actually works huge. better. I actually cr- break the yolk less cracking with one hand than I used to with two. So it was a big, de- big development. Um, I'm not super smooth with it yet because I just started, but I, it was nice to l- watch a YouTube video. It's like, oh, that seems easy enough. Turns out it was as easy as the guy made it seem. So I will be doing that going forward. I don't know if I've yeah. ever broken the yolk though, cracking it with two hands. I haven't either. <laughs> Ever? Must be a personal problem. Ever. Not that I can think of. Like when you and crack I make eggs it, often. When you crack it and you open it into the the uh, pan, it's never like the yolk is just never accidentally broke when it hits the pan or coming out. Like your fingernail never clips it when you're opening it and whatnot. No. Well, you guys I've are, seen my mom break it several times. My dad's you guys, mom. You guys are under the bus. You guys are magicians then, because I know I've broken plenty of times. Just get close to the to the pan, Grant. It's going to break if you drop it from 20 feet. It's, I think it's more just so like my my fingernails are like if you crack it on the side of the thing too hard, like it can... Cut your fingernails, dude. That's disgusting. Mm, I do. That's why you always crack it on a flat surface, Grant. Yeah. But then always sometimes... Always it on a flat surface. But then the mess is kind of gross if the, some of the... Some of the yolk just kind of squirts out on the counter. Like, he don't want to be cleaning that up every single Why time. Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> the yolk squirts out on the counter. Oh, yeah. Drips out. Dirty. No, the last thing was I... You baked. still did more... I was craving dessert so bad. And I baked for the first time in my entire life a cookie mix. Yes. And my cookies turned out atrocious. <laughs> How do you... Up a cookie mix. <laughs> no, I've seen a lot of people bake bad. No, nah, man, it was really the bad. The cookies I brought from my grandma that were actual potato chips. <laughs> like, people <laughs> can mess up cookies pretty easy. It was like, oh, first of all, I was stunned at the lack of ingredients it takes to make cookies. All it said was mix this mix in a bowl with six tablespoons of butter and one egg. I was like, okay, that just seems way too easy. So I did that. And my, I've never made cookies before. I just don't. I Mom privileged no i just don't i'm not a huge cookie guy 
I'm you're Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh my god. The defense did not. I did not let the defense down this week. Uh, no, I just not a huge cookie guy. I always just prefer ice cream, and I'm not making handmade, homemade ice cream. So my desserts are usually bought. I usually buy ice cream. Why didn't you just go buy ice cream then? I'm not sure why you made cookies. I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. But you don't even like cookies. How'd you get the cookie mix? Cookies are great. Marissa you had, left for the cookie. It was a um, Marissa. Yeah, via leftovers. her. So I had it. Shocking. Chop, it's, Marissa. What no, kind of cookies? I, peanut butter mix. Oh, oh, I, up. Did you no, put I, them in too long? Yeah, so Evan, what I did oh, there was... They were probably huge. And the problem was I didn't... I kind of knew like when you put the cookies on the cooking sheet, you want them to be like really small. Kind of slipped my brain from watching my mom do it. I made them more like a hockey puck hamburger patty style. <laughs> <laughs> So they expanded to like six feet. No, they didn't expand that much, but like I put them in for the eight to ten minutes and <laughs> I took them out. Put them in oh that's that's what it said. So I took them out and like they just like You're fell apart. They fell apart. And then They're probably soft. The real, like couldn't even couldn't even pick it up. They'd all fall apart. And that's why I gotta cook them longer. <laughs> and then what happened was I eventually took them out like more minutes later and then kind of also forgot that once they are out of the oven sitting on like resting, they're still cooking and they, they, they firm up then. So then by the time I got them to where they were able to eat, I ate like two or three and they t- didn't taste good cause they were overcooked. But then I came back for like seconds and they were just like hard as a hockey puck. Cause like they got, <laughs> they kept cooking and I was like, ah, oh, well I just completely messed this process up. So you threw them all away. Uh, I threw at least like, seven to eight of them away i ate three what i did was i just really mixed them with milk to soften them up so that helped (laughs) yeah no it's it's, it was disgusting but it's only up from here (laughs) it's only up from here you can't get worse than that (laughs) the least surprising thing i've ever heard yeah no i knew this was the reason i had it baked before and you gotta start somewhere lions 31 giants 18 in metlife stadium one person on this show said Grant's a wizard. Three turnovers would be forced. And three turnovers were forced. What? He's frozen. I froze. Oh, gross. He's frozen. Yeah. No. Back? Oh. Back? Yeah, we're back. Three turnovers would be forced. Oh, did my audio just catch up in your ears? Yes. Yeah, it's so weird when that happens. Okay, I think we're back now. Um, I don't really have... Do you guys have any thoughts from this game? Your main thoughts? From the Lions win, the current state of this Lions team with the Kool-Aid being drank. The Giants are frauds. But we knew this. So, so Lions not good. The Giants just frauds. I mean, Grant and I predicted this win. Evan, of course you didn't. But I, I can't blame Evan. That's for 0-2 it. the last two weeks for you. Good. Um. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. Giants suck. I'm a little surprised on how we did it, though. Domination. It was a little too easy. Not the turnovers. Um. Stopping probably arguably like a top five running back. Yes, thankfully they and did that for way. my fantasy team. No wonder I lost in fantasy. I just that just clicked again. <laughs> um, Daniel Jones did have like a couple of his long runs, but I mean, I would let Daniel Jones run for 150 yards and Saquon Barkley run for 100. Danny yards. Dimes also threw for over three bills. Yeah, I mean Daniel Dimes is basically like Lamar Jackson, but I mean, so what? You can't really stop that guy. No, you can't. <laughs> And we got Amonra eight targets, so he needs more it, targets. Now it feels like he gone. gets six targets in the first two drives every Correct. time, and then ne- we never see him again. Yes. Our opening scripts are 
sexual how good we are to start the games. Oh, yeah. We just know Ben Johnson knows what he's doing, at least in the first drive, and then usually goes from there, good or bad. Yeah, Jared Goff, also great game manager. He's doing everything right these days. If you're not turning you the ball You see his over, last three games? Solid. He's won on the road outside two games in a row. You see his last three games? He's thrown exactly 26 passes in each of them. No. The last three ones. He only threw for like a buck 50, but got it done. 165. Good. Remember um, QBR of 65. Not good. Zero touchdowns. I saw he's, I don't, I don't know what EPA stands for. EPA per play. But Jared Goff is higher at that than Justin Herbert to this point in the season. Efficiency passer, efficiency Efficiency per attempt. Oh, I think it's like something points mm. added. Estimated points added. Oh, yes. come on. Excel guy, give me some. Ex- expected points added. It's oh, used to try and define how many points a player or play is worth to their team. So Justin Fields is less than Jared Goff. Justin Herbert. No, Justin Herbert. So oh, Jared Goff. Justin Fields, that's a lie. Jared Goff. He's just a better quarterback than Justin Herbert if you are an analytics nerd. Analytics, yes. Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> stats might. As Wyatt said earlier in our group chat, stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. <laughs> um, my main takeaways were one, shout out Dan Campbell for listening again and deciding this time to take the three points early on the road and not mm, going for it. Yes. I think it was like fourth and two where he's gone for it almost all year. He's like, you know what? I'm going to take the points on the road at MetLife. Let's get up 3 nothing, which I think is just a great morale boost because nothing feels worse than you move down the field. It sucks to come away with three points instead of seven, but it sucks even worse to come away with a zero instead of three. Yeah. I mean, his reasoning like behind it this morning, listening to the radio, is like they asked him, like, oh, do you like kick the field goal depending on like the opponent or situation or whatnot? And like that. And his reasoning was like, no, we think about ourselves first. Like, we do that based off of how we're feeling. Momentum. That's a momentum guy. Yeah, but you had the exact same situation in the Giants and the Packers guy. Why did you have to like – that's what I'm saying. He just goes. Like if he flat out and just told us like – He settled for three two weeks in a row. First drive. In normal go for it attempts. He's starting to become consistent. No, didn't we go for it on a fourth down and it was a touchdown to our tight end so it worked out that time? No. They Chicago, before. we kicked a field goal on the on the first drive of the game. Last week, we kicked a field goal on the first drive of the game. Green Bay, we had a chance to kick a field goal on the first drive of the game, and we went for, we it. Went for it. So we're starting to find consistency. So I, from I think he just, he he just he, or he just goes like, "How are I feeling in the moment, man? Like, if that third cup of coffee's just hitting my neck vein, then I'm going to go for it, man. But if, if I'm kind of mellow, we're just going to settle for three points, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> That neck, vein, team, man. that neck vein is going to pop out of his, his neck if they win it this Thursday. And those post-game, uh, post-game locker room speeches, dude, makes me nervous for him sometimes. What are you doing with your mic? Looking at my coffee guy. Okay. I guess, no, he has to edit it. Um, <laughs> Aline McNeil, huge game. Dog. Monster. Monster game, like Aaron Donald impact level game. He's just everywhere. He's good so, at football. Shout out to what him. And, waiting for. And baseball. And baseball. Yeah. Um, I saw this stat from NFL on CBS. I'm guessing it's true because it's from NFL on CBS. 
Can you guys name the only player in the entire NFL this season to have? Oh, uh, yep, I saw it. Um, he's on the Ravens now. It's uh, what? Raquan. Roquan. Three plus sacks. Roquan Smith. Three plus sacks and three plus takeaways. Yeah, it's Roquan Smith. Is, Is it name? Raquan Smith? Yeah, it's, it's a Ravens guy. The NFL on CBS tweet I saw said it's Aiden Hutchinson. So and him. Oh, did that happen after our game? I don't know. I saw one where it was just those two players. In like an identical stat that you're NFL like stating. CBS as well, dude. I swear. Maybe they put it out and they got they backlash were, and they deleted or like fact check. But the NFL and CBS tweet they put out during the game: three plus sacks and three plus takeaways. Only player, not just rookie in the NFL, is Aiden Hutchinson this season. He has the same amount of picks as um, the fanboy of the media, Sauce Gardner. So, I mean. He should win Defensive Rookie of the Year if the vote ended today. We'll see how the rest of the season progresses. So, glad. Why are you, I, well, your eyes got big, Alex? You, you disagree with my take? You're this still was out a on very rude chop on Sauce Gardner. He just because he doesn't have 20 interceptions, he's still very, very, very good. Yeah, what did be, I say? Be, what did I say? It would be what did I say bad about Sauce Gardner? Sauce he said media loving Sauce Gardner. Well, he just kind of chopped he's in New York. No, the national media loves Sauce Gardner. Yeah, a little suck-off chop right there. They do, though. That's not Sauce. That's at the media. We They're obsessed with this kid. streak in the NFC. Facts. That's really all in this game. Um, Jeff Okuda hurt his brain again, so he's going to be out, out Thanksgiving. That, that hurts a lot, uh, especially well, against a— not really. Will Harris ran him over. Alex. Jerry Jacobs is better at corner. Alex, we have Stephon Diggs to guard. The, this it's, whole we did. It's actually better. Jeff's not playing because he'd get torched on national TV by Stefan Diggs and Jamo's back. Stop being a troll. Well, he's not playing Thursday. Stop I, being a troll. He's practicing. <clears throat> Jeff stinks. Alex is being an absolute troll right now. Your your beloved little Kool Aid <laughs> drinking three game win streak doesn't even happen without his pick six in the, the Bears game. So <laughs> just piss off, Alex. <laughs> you can't be liking Jeff Okuda this week. He's a buck. What does Jamal Williams and Ladainian Tomlinson have in common? Jeff Okuda, Jeff Okuda Gosh, would pick Jones. off Josh Allen if he played in this game. Right. Because he has how many interceptions in his career? At least two. And he's just going to get another two. one. Yeah, Josh Allen is reckless. The second best quarterback in the league. Josh Allen is reckless in the red zone. Second best QB in the league. Nope, not a debate. Second best. Yeah, you can still be good and throw picks. No one goes with no picks. Jeff wouldn't pick off Patrick. Now, to that game, yes, he would. To that game, <laughs> Lions versus Bills. Bills are nine and a half point favorites. Nine and a half. It was 10 last time I saw it. So. Nine and a half. Over under 54 and a half points. It's a weird start time, 1230 p.m. on CBS. Who's calling this game? Oh, it's Jim and Tony. It's Jim and Tony. Gross. Hello, friends. Um, any thoughts you guys have on this game? What's the pulse? I w- the reports today that it might be the most rowdy environment since the Monday Night Football game against Chicago in 2011. Sun. It's going to be it's gonna a lot be of Bills crazy fans. loud. you got to get the lead. But have to get a lead. Got to score on the first drive to get that place going. So if you won the coin toss, would you elect to receive... Yeah, yeah, I put, put it on him. I want yeah. the ball in the second half. I want the ball no, first. No, kick. As long as you have a great scripted drive where you're guaranteeing kick. a touchdown. Kick, kick, 
Honestly, You're facing the number one defense. I would activate Jameson Williams an hour before the game, and I would run a trick play deep ball to him first play. He's and got he one scored, knee. Oh my god, the place is no bananas. He's got he at least have have two knee. knees. He's got to have two knees by this point. It's been ten months. He's been healthy for two months. He's just chilling. He's just pissed that he hasn't played yet. I actually think he has just been chilling, and they're like, "We're not going to rush yes. you back because we've been bad." And now they're good, and they're like, "Wow, well, right, we'll start it now. Play now." Yeah. When does like, when does he have to be activated by? Just right because Evan isn't like ACL injuries in the modern era. They don't need like almost a full year off, do they? Or they still? Dep- it all depends on the human being. But modern days, it's like eight to ten month recovery. Well, it hasn't been a year yet, Grant. Well, it's months. pretty damn close. He did months. it at the SEC championship? Eleven and a half. Game. Oh, in the it was the national championship. But if game, Evan says it? Or it was the SEC it, championship, it was game. the na- natty. But if Evan says eight, then he's already hit eight easily. And he's a dog, so we know his body heals faster. He's ready. <laughs> Do I think we'll see him at all? No. No. He'll be I think not he, this week. No. Or next guess, week. So will he well, not he's be got in, an extra week and a half until next game? So he might play next week. I think we he might play next week. Yeah, I think he does. Dan Campbell said on the radio it's about like progression. Like he they want him to seem like in practice and like throwing bodies at him. Quote. Yeah, he's like, want to abuse him in practice whatever. and see if he can do it. Yes. Uh, and it's all about like his body responding. You, just because he's practicing day in and day out, you have to see like how his knee and how his body is responding to that wear and tear. Lame. <laughs> I agree. Lame. <laughs> Predictions. But do his bets. No, I have a I have a nice little stat for this game. That oh, if God. you want Don't to keep trying to get people to drink Kool Aid, if you want to drink Kool Aid, this is the stat you would tell yourself. In the last four games the Bills have played, they have surrendered 152 yards on the ground per game. And they've given up 5.2 yards per carry in the last four games as an average. But DeAndre Swift forgot how to run the ball. But Justin Jackson took his powers and ran for like eight yards per carry. And Jay Swag Daddy is still good. And he's redeeming himself from that goal he lost line. the Dallas game. That glumble. One fumble in his career. <laughs> it, it cost us. He a also game. ran into an absolute brick wall on that play. Now, to balance out those good rushing stats, both of our starting guards are out this game, which is a problem in the NFL. You don't want to have... We haven't had one of them for a while. I would argue Evan Brown has been just as good, if not better, than Vitae. So losing him is like losing a starting guard. Is Dan Skipper moving over to guard? He subbed in for the Giants game. It was Dan Skipper that came in first. Dan Skipper's all right. Yeah. I guess you would just want at least one of the guards to be there. So it's not like both those. Like poor Frank Ryan. He better be just dialed in this game to figure out what's going on next to him. (laughs) Buffalo has two defensive ends out. Yeah. Tom Miller still playing. Yeah, but they rush. They usually oh, he's gonna abuse Taylor Decker. Evan, get the ball. Taylor Decker. Quick, Jared. Taylor Decker hasn't given up a QB pressure in the last four games. I'm not saying wow. that you it's need a to heartbreaking stat for Evan. No, it's not. Apologize. How but many holding I'm just penalties saying, do you have the last four games? Zero. I don't know. Full starts. Zero. One. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just completely made that up. It's been the last two <laughs> weeks, but he's he's blocked 64 times, zero pressures. That's a pretty good. Pretty good That's ratio. Pretty good. You can't get better than that. And no holds. Cannot confirm from this tweet. This is from Kyle Menke. I'm going to give nope, him credit. I just said it. That. So, not saying you have to forgive him, Evan, but maybe he's playing his best ball right now and he'll be okay. Ever since he had that comment about it, it's getting, what do he say? He said it's getting Spicy. exhausting or whatever. 
about losing. So, prediction time for the game of the year. In the NFL. The game of the day. The game of the century in the NFL. I think this game will be the most exciting game on Thanksgiving Day. There's going to be points for Giants is going to be most watched. Yeah, but I think that's going to be a snooze fest. And remember, Vikings Patriots at night. We talked about this. Dan Campbell was built for Thanksgiving. We still can picture him eating a turkey leg after defeating the Bills with his hat sideways. Like, I can see that in my head. Dan Campbell against teams. Oh, never mind. Bills are seven and three. Yeah. Dan Campbell against teams five games or more above 500 is undefeated. Undefeated straight up. Well, that means he's undefeated in the spread, too. Yeah. The Bills have been crazy. Traveling wise, they did only beat the Browns by seven, but they had to fly into Detroit. They flew did back. They, fly to, back? they flew back to Buffalo because they wanted to spend Why? time with their family. They want to see their families on holiday week, Evan. and then they're flying right back to Detroit. So they really are on the move a lot in a short amount of time. That could go well. I think it is a factor. I think it does. It's human travel, Alex. Bills matters. thirty-one, Lions twenty-seven. Wow, tight one. I have. Bills, 30, Lions, 24. Tight one. I got Bills, 25, Lions, 22. Tight one. Tight one. So Lions cover easily. Yeah. Yeah. We probably we probably score late, though, and then don't get the onside kick. So it's No, like, I have look. Josh Allen scoring a triumphant game-winning touchdown at Tony Romo. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, did you see this? Why is the best quarterback in the league? <laughs> Buffalo Wild <League. laughs> Beer wing sports. <laughs> um, okay, we pivot to college football now. We will start with the Michigan-Illinois game. Michigan survives and advances. Michigan 19, Illinois 17. The first real time I would say this season where it was I like in my head accepted that they weren't going to win a game. And it was over and they lost. Multiple times watching it, I was like, wow, this is the play that they're done. I even got to the point around halftime after the core injury when I was on full tilt that I was like, you know what? Maybe this loss is what they need going into Ohio State to get some more motivation. Like, was fully coping with the loss, but they squeak it out because first and foremost, Jake Moody is now a legend, legend, legend in Michigan football. The best kicker probably in Michigan football. Don't say too soon. Do not speak too soon. I know. I hate saying this. I, I hate saying this before the big game, but. He, I mean, he's just, he's remarkable in college football. Where like college kickers just crumble every week, and this kid just nails in a pretty gusty wind and pretty bad, not great conditions. He chopped the SEC as well, so shout out him for doing that in the post game, saying it's not easy to kick in sunny, no wind areas, um, or it is easy. But shout out to him. I don't know. Did you guys have anything to get off your chest from this game? Nope. Don't care. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Alex. JJ, JJ stinks. I saw a bunch of Michigan fans on the old Twitter sphere saying that yeah, JJ's not. He's the not him. People are already given up. He's, Bring back Jake Rudock. So I think the alarming thing is he's been regressing since middle of the season. But there's a lot like, of meat left on that bone, Grant. That he's ready to unleash. The kid does deliver. Loser, loser comment. He delivers awesome quotes. Like he's a weirdo. What he's was his Jim. one? 
his Warren war, war in the Garden and Garden. Yeah, of the war. I texted the Michigan chat. I said, uh, oh, which is the, the mighty name. Michigan man has been it, changed to twice. Some moody boobies. <laughs> it was <laughs> moody's. It was moody's boobies, and now it's just beat Ohio State for this week, and then we'll see what happens after. Uh, and then we'll go back maybe to it'll the be mighty Walmart Wolverines. Maybe it'll be like cancel the season after this week or like be big 10 cool. championship Good luck i don't know to jim harbaugh as the indianapolis colts head coach that's gonna be that the title of name of the chat arizona <laughs> cardinals head coach jim harbaugh in that i sent the that warrior in the garden quote it was like it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war and i said this guy like jim harbaugh has just turned jj mccarthy into a younger jim harbaugh <laughs> he brainwashed him they kiss they're in a cult they kiss they definitely kiss in a treehouse okay oh. Um, Socks. Rant- <laughs> it stunk so bad. Um, anyways, to JJ, it's a very valid thing. One of the bigger storylines going into the game this weekend is it's like a mix of sometimes it looks good, sometimes it looks horrendous. He made like the throws he had to make to survive, but he missed some easy ones earlier in the game. Like two back-to-back touchdown plays would have been to Loveland. Um, but he from the first one he didn't see he was open, and the second one he overthrew him. Uh, so that hurts. But then also it keeps going back to this theme of the wide receiver play outside of Ronnie Bell. There's nothing like I, I'm at the point where I just need to see Darius Clemens play against Ohio State, and I don't really care about who's been there longer, who's earned it, who run blocks better. I just need to see someone that can go up and catch a football in traffic. Like there was a there was a play where JJ thought. Um, Illinois was offsides, thought he had a free shot. Turns out it was not a free shot. He throws it up to Andrew drop. Anthony. He makes the right drop. play. Just went right – not even a drop, like just went right through his hands. He didn't even get his hands on the ball, and it almost hit him in the face. So it's just like – Drop. Yeah. But like even worse than a drop is what I'm saying. Like most, co- most coordinated <laughs> D1 players can get their hands on the football, and maybe they don't survive the ground. It didn't even touch his hands. It just went right through them. Yeah, it, it turns out Michigan State cooled on him. So we didn't want him. It, but it's just crazy. Like, how do you go from last year where he's making plays to this year? I don't know what has happened, but it's I mean, time he plays for, in one game. It's time for Darius. No, he plays in every single game for Michigan. I'm saying year. he made plays in one game. I mean, he caught passes after that game. He just didn't have that type of game. But I don't know how you go from that to this. So it's like I need to see Darius Clemens play because as bad as JJ McCarthy has looked at times, he's getting zero help. From his receiving core, zero help. Some people are saying it's the scheme fit. Michigan's not made how to throw the ball. Yeah, but they're saying like how your your scheme, your passing game scheme, and your route tree combo or your passing plays for the easier verbiage is just yeah horrendous. So the wide receivers aren't getting the separation like other programs are generating. No, some you of have that talent. Is- Do you, these guys are talented. It's just, I would say it's more scheme than anything. I don't, I'm not the one to just, I don't want to crap on kids before the biggest game of their lives. There's really only one receiver that I've seen play on this football field this year that I think is actually talented. Like, I don't think a lot of the guys that on the Keon field. Coleman. That was Keon in the big <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, Keon, Keon's very talented. I'm saying on Michigan's team. Like, oh, Ronnie okay, Bell sorry. is the only guy that I think does anything like it's Cortana bad when clip that it's bad when your best receiver is your running back Donovan Edwards is the oh. best overall 
pass catcher on your entire football team. So, but we don't know about the freshman because we haven't seen him play. So but you're yes, eleven but, and zero. But you're eleven and zero. So there's a mix. Evan, your point is valid. Like some of the schemes, like the routes are ran where they're kind of in the same spot. So that's that's never good. I don't know. If that's miscommunication or the scheme. But like they have enough play action passes that just get you open by how often they run. That it has to get figured out, and people have to go make plays on the football to help out your quarterback. Besides that, the only other things from the Illinois game, a couple of things I will just run through. Um, I felt happy for Ronnie Bell. Great story for that kid. Tore his ACL last year on a punt return. AJ Henning out this game. He had to return punts, and he had a massive like 30-yard punt return when the team needed the most to get them into field goal range when they weren't moving the football, and they were able to connect on a field goal on one of the crucial drives in that game. So that was a cool like come full circle moment. The bad for Michigan. They scored on the first play, first drive of the game. Their opening drives are similar to the Lions, where they seem to always go well. They did not score a touchdown after that. It was just consecutive field goals to pull this one out. Um, defensively, which looked not great, they had zero sacks and zero tackles for loss. So you you have to get more pressure in the backfield. You're going to need more of that against Ohio State coming up. Um, but really, it was a, it was a good win in the sense they pulled it out. Like you you never want to lose. Um, but the quorum injury, in my opinion, really did shake up this game. Um, I just pulled stats from it to kind of see how the game changed. So when it happened, there was less than two minutes in the first half. They were driving. They were in the red zone. His run that he got hurt on was like got them inside the ten for like either a second or third and short coming up. Um, they're up seven to three at that point. He fumbles, so they don't get any points that drive. Uh, so it would have been 10 to 3 at the worst or potentially 14 to 3 going into half, which is par for the course for them. And I think they pull away because in his one half of play, he had 20 touches, 147 yards for 7.5 yards per touch of the football. And then in the second half, as a unit between walk on Isaiah Gash, freshman CJ Stokes, they had 19 carries for 45 yards. So I think they win this game pretty comfortably if he doesn't go out, but it is still alarming. Like that's your whole team. Um, and that factors heavily into next week. But those are my only real thoughts on the Michigan-Illinois game. It's just good to survive it, especially with how the college football playoff is shaping up. You need, you, you couldn't afford to lose that game. Um, but yeah, I guess we move into the big game this this Saturday. Michigan-Ohio State. The spread right now, I believe, I looked at it last night, is minus 7.5 Ohio State. Over-under is 56.5. Noon on Fox. Announcers? I think we know. Gus and Joel. Jinx. And Alex's neighbor, Jenny Taft, will be on this call. No, Jenny's in uh, Qatar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jenny, they shipped her over there. I saw. During the U.S. game, she was there. You guys, you guys want some Jenny good... Jenny's my neighbor. They're doing Jenny dirty. I've seen her with her husband walking her dog. So now it's confirmed, confirmed. It's confirmed. I actually know which one it is. Super creepy. All right, that's a little creepy. Let's let's pump the brakes there. Um, so now you guys want a little weird mojo, uh, dating back to last year for this game. Don't care, Evan. Sure, I'm always down. You like good mojo. The spread of this game last year, OSU minus seven and a half as well. Oh, so you know what that means. Doesn't mean anything. Just interesting. Uh, the over under was sixty three and a half. So now. The spread has come. The over/under has come down from there. What are you guys' thoughts on this game as we head into heading to Saturday? Here. All right. Go ahead. Pause. Are we ready? I'm ready. All right. 
game in Columbus. Is Grant laughing? No. Oh, my bad. Game. Okay, if you break this game down, everyone's going to say, okay, it's about the run game. Yes, like you guys have stated in our group chat, it is about up front, the front seven. Okay, Ohio State's front seven has been shaky at times, but they've also been dominating at times in certain in certain situations. I think they're a better play from in front front seven as when they can just blitz whenever they feel like and just pin your ears back and go get the quarterback like you've seen at the end of Penn State game, kind of towards the end of the Maryland game most recently. Um, I still think they do struggle in their gap scheme run fits. Maryland was able to run the ball pretty well on them. Penn State was able to run the ball very well on them. Um, They are talented. I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Michigan. However, running backs, like you stated, iffy. I still think it all is going to come down to the quarterbacks now in this situation. Michigan's pass rush isn't as good as last year. And I think this game, obviously, I think Ryan Day's taking it more personally this year since of Harbaugh's comments last year. Third base. So Third I base. think it does come down to who's going to make the be- biggest throw or who's going to make more consistent throws. It's either between Stroud and JJ. I think that it fully depends on game script. If Michigan falls behind early, I think they're totally because I don't know how they're going to keep up if Ohio State got an early lead because they can't really throw the ball. As you said, they have a bunch of no-talent wide receivers. Your words, <laughs> not mine. I did not say that. Your words. Um, what is the status of Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum? So, great question, Alex. Corum, uh, well, the, no one knows. I can tell you what, okay. I've, what, like, the been trying, what I've been trying to gather – uh, before the Illinois game, which I don't remember what opponent that was, which is bad of me, but before the Illinois game, there was smoke that when Donovan Edwards got hurt, that he might have a broken bone in one of his hands, and it might be a soft cast situation, but they think if needed, like he could have suited up against Illinois, but they had a healthy quorum going in, so they did not. They, I believe he's supposed to play, but I don't know what his catching ability is going to be like or availability if he does have a broken bone in one of his hands. And you think Coram's playing? I think he's going to give it a go. I have He was cleared by doctors to play in the second half of Illinois. He took one carry for five yards. They yanked him. He was trying to warm up at halftime. He, could not, he couldn't cut at all. Um, Dave Perquette retweeted the one of those like Davies sports. working in on Michigan football now? Yeah, like one of those sports injury doc accounts like that's verified that you know they watch the videos and they verified now try to give okay but they were like an og one they try to give diagnosis they thought it was something in the mcl hyperextension range that would cause him to miss this game like that was their prediction that he wouldn't be able to play so i don't know how his his recovery has gone i see very interesting oh man we are we are in a we are in a laggy. I'm just trying to pretend like I know what he's saying. Are we back now? We're back. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Um, Injury's not very good. That's what I take from that. unstable. It's on us. It's our end. It said. Uh, it said that, like the sports injury doctors said, 
they would predict after seeing the video and the fallout that he'd miss the game. So I think it is like pretty severe. I think he's going to give it a go. I was looking into. But I don't he's know. He's not going to be his normal self, which is a huge factor. Like I don't know. Yeah, if they, that that hurts. Can they give Toradol shots oh in college football? Are they able to give Toradol shots? Because I was like, well, if they can do that, um, you can do anything as yeah, long as no who, one knows. Yeah, who would stop them? I don't know. I was googling articles. Like I know Toradol is like a, a very controversial thing in the NFL that people use, and like college teams they do all sorts of two thousand two thousand ten. They did that in college football. I couldn't find any new ones if they still do it. But if there was ever time to give a guy a Toradol shot, this would be the game. Which I've been told you can do like anything once you get a Toradol shot. It like takes away all the pain. What is it like a boost of adrenaline or something? It's like Vicodin times like a thousand. Like it just it just takes away all the pain. That sounds very illegal. But NFL teams an injection of Vicodin. Yes, times a thousand. NFL team. Like just look up Toradol. Oh, it got nice. it got investigated because of how like strong it is. But like teams in the NFL used to use that all the time in the early two thousands to play through pain. Nice. Um, I think if no quorum and an injured broken hand Donovan Edwards with no pass catching ability, you guys are super effed. Yeah. All my analysis of this, all my analysis of this game is assuming those guys are even like eighty percent. If they are not and they can't really go that much, Michigan has no shot in this game. I mean, you're just gonna be cleaning onto your the table and like your chair, like just pregame of just trying to get insight on like yes. warm ups and like how ESPN does he look? It's gonna be a stressful like eleven. It's gonna be stressful to just to get up to the game, not counting the game itself. Because 11, 12, you'll be here. Because as you guys have seen, at least in you know. He did it a lot in the Michigan State game. Like Blake Corum's game. Making me brunch. Blake, no, I'm not making you brunch. Blake Corum's game is predicated on jump Make cuts. Brunch. Like that's just what Blake Corum does is these quick, shifty jump cuts. And if he can't do that, then he's cooked. Like what what yeah. What is he able to do other than just hit the holes that are made? But against Ohio State, who's gonna be raring at the mouth to prove they're not soft, he's gonna have to make people miss to get big plays. And if he can't do it, then I don't really know. I almost think like, yes, he's big, but Edwards is also massive because as we saw against Michigan State and other teams, like putting Diamond Edwards on Eichenberg and making him make moves in the passing game is very key for this Michigan team to pick up first downs. So you really need both. It's not like, oh, if one plays, you're fine. You really need both to at least be like 80% or more in this game. Yeah, they're your whole team. And it's not to mention starting left guard Trevor Keegan still has not come back to play Schoonmaker has been out the last two games, and he's probably our fourth most reliable offensive player behind the two running backs, Ronnie Bell, Schoonmaker, and then our best defensive player, Mike Morris, has set out the last two games. He's supposed to play, but again, it's like it's just not good. When your best defensive player and best offensive player are potentially really banged up, not going to play, going into the horseshoe, it's not great. And I know people will be like, oh, well, it's a running back, but like he's in the Heisman consideration for a reason. If you, if Ohio State fans, if you just took away CJ Stroud for this game, I think you'd feel pretty bad going into kickoff. Like, what's going to happen? That's how I feel. Um, That's- take away Kenneth Walker from Michigan State's team, and they're horrendous. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same type of thing. Yeah, and so that's why the whole QB versus RB debate gets thrown out the window, in my opinion, because like he, you saw in the Illinois game how much he meant to Michigan. They just couldn't move the ball without Blake Corum in the game. Yeah, they might be doomed. Um, other things outside that again this is what I'm about to say is all considering he's okay the beautiful thing about this game is that styles make fights as they say this is just a classic air it out passing attack explosive versus a gritty run team like that in itself makes this game interesting um, and kind of where the keys happen the two keys to the game I have if I have to pinpoint anything that I'm really dialed into are one 
red zone red zone touchdown percentage you have mm-hmm. to cash in um as you saw last year for michigan that's why they were able to win they were a hundred percent in the red zone they scored six touchdowns didn't have to throw it in the end zone ran it in six different times you probably will have to do something similar to that in this game unless your defense just plays out of their mind which i think you can bank on ohio state's going to score several several times and then two is rush defense versus osu this might be kind of like a little in the weeds take but through watching this history this rivalry game when ohio state has that run game going in this game and in any game they're unstoppable because their offense throwing the ball is already so good like when they have the zeke elliott's the jk dobbins of the world and they're getting five yards of carry you you are so off balance what helped michigan last year is we, we talked about Ohio State actually ran the ball pretty well last year. They just gave up on it, which, again, this is a big thing for Ryan Day testing him on his play calling. And Michigan was just able to pin their ears back at points in that game because they knew Ohio State was not going to test them anymore in the run game. But if Ohio State, who also has running back injuries of their own, if they are not getting four yards to carry, if they're getting two yards to carry, Michigan will have a chance. Because I think with Corman Edwards, Michigan can move the ball pretty well between the 20s. They've done that all year. They can they can move it through the 20s. They can run it. They can get you to third and short and convert. But what happens when it gets down to the 30, 30 yards and in? Are they able to pass it in? Are they able just to run it in? If they're kicking field goals, you're probably going to lose. Like Much like Maryland did. Maryland had to settle for two field goals on their first two drives. Ends up costing them a chance to win the game late in the game. Um, let's see. What else? I also said... Uh, it feels like Michigan's defense never forces fumbles and never recovers them. So if there ever if there was ever a time to change that, it'd be this game. They just simply do not force fumbles. So I will my eyes will be dialed in on this game looking for any ball calls that I can have. So hopefully we get a couple of those. And then uniform wise. Oh are you watching it here or are you watching with your dad? At your at your place. Nice. Don't wow. smirk, great don't content. Smirk, smirk like that. Um, I we'll find some Ohio State stuff to wear. Ryan, dial him up. Rumor, oh. The rumor is, jersey-wise, this is bad if you're a Michigan fan. The rumor white, is white. we are wearing all white, white jersey, white pants. So we're cooked. White helmet. White jersey, white pants. That is um, 2016 all, all over again. It's their worst combo. It's just... Well, I, Grant, what would happen if like that same situation happened in 2016? Like I'm saying like same situation. I'm saying like... It comes down to a spot, and they're like, yep, first down, here we go. And Ohio State wins? Yeah. Yeah, I just wouldn't see anyone the rest of the day. <laughs> would you – you would you would get up and leave to your own house? No, I probably would just sit there and, like, be quiet for a And then little, you would watch while. the varsity game because the GP game plays it to the land-grant trophy. <laughs> it would just be so gross if that, if that robbery happens again in the horseshoe. I hope LeBron's not at this one. I don't want to see his face. Oh, my God. I he, is. he is. They're breaking out brand-new LeBron cleats for it. I already yeah, saw that. Right. It made me throw up. He's got basketball. How the hell did he go to the last one? Yeah, I was thinking was that, Cleveland. too. He was in Cleveland. He was oh, in right. Cleveland. Um, this is that. I would like to quickly read. I, I texted our – well, Wyatt gave his in the chat already. You want to read Wyatt's thoughts? I'll read Wyatt's thoughts, and I also texted him and Ryan to see if they had more thoughts, and Ryan – Ryan, a listener of the show, gave some Ohio State thoughts that are pretty juicy, so I'm excited to read those. Um, You trust that Bronco to give you insight? Here's why. it's Like I said before, it's going to come down to which defense can make the other team one-dimensional. Evan, you kind of touched on that. 
The Illinois game is giving me false hope. I also think it's going to come down to who wins in the trenches because like last year, Stroud threw for 400 yards, but we lost because we got bullied up front on both ends. Wasn't impressed with Michigan's offensive line against Illinois front seven. However, that's just looking at it without any regards to how good Illinois front seven is stat wise. So hand up, he admitted that. But again, false hope. So why it's pretty dialed into like Michigan or Ohio State needs to not be soft this game to have a chance. Ryan is a little spicier. This is from Ryan. Listen to Ryan, Ohio State fan. The line is at minus seven and a half. <laughs> I've been told it started at minus nine. Vegas knows. In the back of everyone's head, you know. Winning against Ohio State is something you can't do year after year. After, ask Clemson. If Coram is out, it will get ugly. I think he will play, <laughs> but it's Jim Knowles now. I'm not worried about the trenches. We are not soft. We never were. I'm not looking at the past week of struggle games for either this team. This is juicy. Neither, neither of them wanted anything on tape. Jim Knowles is going to throw stuff at JJ he's never seen in his life. And he has trouble making throws to wide open receivers. CJ Stroud will secure his Heisman. And Michigan has to pray they get some help to try to get in. 45-22, Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, I love the analysis. Very detailed. <laughs> I love I love going extreme. The only thing I will say is like them like they never were soft. Like they were 100 percent soft as hell last year. They, got, they, they were soft bold. last year. They were soft last year, which is what they have to prove this year. What happens? Um, then my only kind of juice, juicy rivalry banter that I would give is I respect this program a lot. There's nothing to really hate about the program, but I think we all can agree the three. The two of you included. There's really nothing to like about the state of Ohio. I was thinking about like things that Cedar are Point. Good. Cedar Point's cool. I wrote that down, and that's basically like in the LeBron. ocean. Cedar Point's basically in like a body of water, a lake. It's not even attached to the mainland of Ohio. Ohio's Dana just a, beers. Ohio's a poop hole. Um, Cincinnati Joe is Burrow. kind. Of, there you go. I was thinking the same way. They have Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. That's kind of cool. Pro but football also, Hall of Fame. Nah. Cincinnati Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rock and roll Hall of Fame. Cincinnati is like almost in Kentucky. So I'll give that more to Kentucky. Uh, and then my last thing is the people that grown adults, like 30 year old men crossing out M's and refusing to say the word Michigan is like laughable dumb. I can't believe that that's still a thing. And I was the first one to say when Brady Hoke did the whole Ohio bit, I thought he was a big bumbling idiot. Like just say the school. Well, I, I, I just still can't believe that like people I would normally respect still cross out m's like the the twitter account crosses out m's and ryan day won't say the word michigan i just don't get it it's so dumb and i don't and why know why it like, goes to t-t-u-n yeah they've they've they brainwashed <laughs> why they know the, thankfully why it was born in michigan so you know he's still a nice normal guy but they've even brainwashed him mm. to, he will not say the word michigan which is insane <laughs> <laughs> he will i still think i could take him <laughs> yeah i mean it's all fake muscle it's how did this turn into a white? I'll beat that out so people just don't kidding. know. Yeah, that's I a know joke. His personal issues. I, I just, take I can't believe you could mentally rattle him. It's it's just such a joke that people won't even say the team they're playing. So I hope one day that'll go away. Give us your prediction, Grant. You want me to go first? You guys want to go first? You guys go first. I'll go first. I'll Ohio go first. State thirty-eight, Michigan twenty-eight. Thirty-eight, twenty-eight from Alex. Assuming I'm assuming running backs are not full strength. I'll go 31-23 Buckeyes. Wow. Cover. It makes me feel a little bit better that you guys aren't bolting into the 40s for points because if they get to 40, I think this game's probably over. Um, 
I'm going to make this prediction assuming the running backs are decently healthy. So if Which they aren't, crazy to say this changes like good enough. So <clears throat> last year, I co- I was a coward, but rightfully so because they had one in forever, and I was like, you know, like I'm not just going to sit here and try to pretend to the Michigan fan base I actually think they're going to win this football game. And this this year kind of feels more more confidence, but you haven't won in Ohio Stadium since 2000. That's gross to even say out loud. Since the year 2000, it's been 20, 20, 22 years. Multiple presidents have gone and come and gone since then. So we sit here today with people banged up. 30 to 29, Michigan. One point win in the horseshoe. They punch their ticket to the Big Ten East Championship game. That's bold. Versus Iowa. Versus it's Iowa. Fair. They have to prove Ohio State's got to prove they're tough, and they might, they might, and it might backfire. But right I don't now, know. I think both teams aren't very good. I just don't. You listen to I guess, Lenny this week. I oh, guess. I oh, I guess we go into the college football playoff talk. Alec, that leads right in. Like, I guess then, who are you? Are you just comparing them to Georgia, or who you compare them to? Like the rest of the college football? Because like, what is very good this year in college football? Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. So Georgia's like, I feel like Georgia's more elite. Georgia's him. Georgia's elite. I've, I think both these teams are very good. Ohio State and Michigan. I think they're very yeah, good. Yeah, they are very teams. good. Yeah, thanks. So we just comparing. They're so good. Yeah, they just it's two they're not one as good here. as the two teams last year. From the podcast, score prediction, score prediction, score prediction. Michigan, Ooh. Ohio State. You think? Uh, Wait, Alex. You think? Thirty-five, thirty. Who wins? Ohio State. Oh. Oh, Friend of the program, Ben, has said Ohio State victory. Alex, you think both Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan teams last year are better than the two iterations this year? I think Michigan's team last year would beat Michigan's team this year by 14 points. Oh, I completely disagree with that. Well, I don't. Their defense last year was phenomenal. You had Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo. I was, but okay, we'll find out and in this because we and Haskins. You had depth but, at running back. Guys, you don't have a QB, but you don't have a guys, QB anyways. I think that I think I think that might be. A you little have a old. younger, sexier Kate McNamara at your quarterback. No, Kate but McNamara I think, makes that throw to Schoonmaker in the fourth quarter. I that think, wasn't Schoonmaker. That was a backup. Team. Oh, you're. I think this defense this year is just as good, if not better. They just don't have the flashy names. Like all the stats have been better, and they didn't give up. At nearly as many points along they the way. Much worse teams. Way worse teams. All right, but we will see. We'll, we'll learn we'll find this. Out. We'll learn this. If week, you get but... seven sacks on Saturday, then we'll know that they're better. If I watch Aiden Hutchinson make a grown man look like a little child, which <laughs> I won't because he's not playing, but I just don't on see something like that happening. <laughs> I, 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 I do feel face. good. I think the secondary is better. I mean, they had to start Vincent Gray in this game last year, so I think I don't feel good about Michigan's secondary in this game. Just because of the opponent, or you just don't? I'm, well, just because of what I watched when the opponent Coleman played against them. Yeah, but I've already. But here's the thing with that, Marv. I'm Mar, if Marvin Harrison wants to have 200 yards and he three will. touchdowns, that's fine. That's still only 21 points if you can run the ball. Yeah, which I'm fully and planning that Corman they're going to be able to. Edwards are going to be 50. Percent, but you got to score in the red zone, Grant. You got to get it in there. If if Corman Edwards are fifty percent, Michigan lost. They probably lose by twenty. Like it's just that's what it comes down to. So I'm caveating all of this. Yeah, tell me to sprinkle Ohio State minus seven and a half, just in case. Yeah, yeah. If you could outline if Corum's out, because if you take CJ Stroud off of Ohio State, nineteen and a half. If you take CJ Stroud off Ohio State, it's the same thing. 
Like Michigan, I think I'm just going to put my bank account money line Michigan just so I have interest in the game. Ew. That'd, be, that'd be fun. But Evan, if they want to be a fat little payout, I don't give a shit. And to be electric. All right. We're going <laughs> to cheer for that scumbag university. Wow. I might. Alex. I bet on Michigan in the playoff last year. That didn't go well. You're or an idiot. It, or is Alex going to be doing it to Jinx? Is he just trying to reverse Jinx and be like, oh, I, I picked them to win, wink, wink. I really don't know who's going to win. Um, we moved to Indiana, Michigan State. I know things. Mm-hmm. I know people are getting antsy there because we don't the, really need to talk about MSU. Their guests are Ross Ells. We certainly Shoot him into the sun. Ross Ells needs to be fired immediately. The guests are rolling in on Thanksgiving night, but I did want to quickly ask you guys some questions about this game. Where does this loss rank in the Mel Tucker era? It's the worst loss in the Mel Tucker era, and it's not even close. No recency bias. Worst loss. No I'm going to go second 100%. still. What's the first? Um, just the Ohio State beatdown last year was so devastating. I'm not over that one yet. Just <laughs> Ohio how State is it was. Yeah, it's fine that we lost. We've it's all been there before. We We've all gotten blown out by Ohio State. It's just like another week but for them. I mean, that could have been 100. They had won a Big Ten game in two years. <laughs> that could have been And you blew a 17-point lead Listen, in the second half. It was very discouraging. You missed a 22-yard field goal to win the game. Listen, it was discouraging. <laughs> it's easily the third worst worth. MSU loss in my life. Michigan State blowing the lead to Illinois, similar type fashion. With and that got a guy fired. That got a guy fired. Yeah. No, Mark quit. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Mark had better kickers on his roster. Yeah. Mal wins with the kicker on that roster. <laughs> um. Okay, so worst from Evan, top three for Alex, top two for Alex in the Tuck era. I want to know if you guys have any theories or have seen anything on Peyton Thorne running to the sideline every play. My big, my big brain like conspiracy was like, is it because – Mel Tucker thinks if he like screams the play in Peyton Thorne's face, then Thorne won't have the nuts to go check out of it at the line of scrimmage and run an opposite Maybe. one. Like, That's why? a great idea. Because why else would a coach just not say why they're doing it? He's trying to prevent Thorne from having time to check out of plays. That's it. I'm going with that. <laughs> That's a genius move. No, he's, in, he's intimidating. So bad, him. You have to check out. You have to check out of him. I don't know, Evan. Cause it had to be a communication issue with like the like the headsets. I've heard in previous games that we've had troubles relaying our signals from the sideline. Jay Johnson's such a f- offensive. Coordinator. I'm not sure I'm ready to put all the blame on Jay. I think Peyton deserves some blame too. I'm, I'm all in on Jay. Staff of reading the play from the sideline, you're putting blame on Peyton Thorne on that situation. No, Peyton Thorne's checks are shitty. And even in this game, he just kept trying to do too much. Try yeah, to throw a deep ball on every here's a hindsight. second here's a hindsight. Just hindsight. call a good play so we don't have to freaking call, check out of it. He had a guy in fourth down, Evan, and he threw a deep ball in the same double coverage. stupid ass <laughs> middle school run game that we do in the first quarter, that we do in the fourth quarter. Like, you run the same exact run play like at least 15 times. Hmm. It's idiotic. We stink. You I cannot use this one <laughs> I mean, you're just pipe trying to down get to the same hair. areas. You're trying to get to the same areas. You have to change the blocking concept. Not to. I don't want to dive into this game too much. Not I to really tee don't. you up even it more. Pisses me off. Not to, not to tee you up more, Evan, because you're already hot and bothered. But can you believe the audacity of Jay Johnson to call another slow-moving fourth and one play after the Michigan game debacle? Which one? Was what that? happened? In, what happened? The like counter pitch play on fourth and one from the logo that took oh, that a was in, year. Like, the first half that took a year to develop. I just I, at that point I was like, this guy doesn't learn from his mistakes. So whatever Evan says mean about him, I can only endorse. I'm not going to say it myself, but I I can't refute anything Evan says about this guy that he did it again. 
I'm cool with him being fired. I just there's, I'm, there's I'm, plenty I'll of deficiencies happy. everywhere else. Too. If he needs help packing his bags, I'll be the first one to start boxing. <laughs> it's a guy's career, world. Evan. You can't be. So I don't give up about it. He will find a new job. Yeah, they usually do. Maybe a bright spot. Keon Coleman looks really solid again. Kept making plays all still over the field. Still good. And you have still to be good. happy that you get him at least one more year. He's locked in for next year. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah but Jay Johnson Plus and Ross Ells incredible basketball. Jay Johnson and Ross Ells first ones to go. Bye bye. Big off season for Mel. Another bright side. Um, with five minutes left to go in the game, you guys did put together a really phenomenal drive to win the game. It just special teams hurt you there. But like that was good to see. Game on the line, went five minutes of clock, milked it down to the wire. Doesn't go well, but at least that drive was nice. Mint Money Podcast score prediction for the big game on Saturday and the noon pe- game. People are rolling in right now. Buck nuts. It's not even going to be close. Not Mint enough. Money's 42-21. Not even going to be close. We know Cody, Cody is an Ohio State fan. He, he admitted that Michigan in the text. The corners don't have the dog in them. <laughs> um, Ryan Hartline's group does. <laughs> I but know we to, don't get in the lines on this podcast, but Ohio State minus seven and a half is the freest bet you're going to get all year. <laughs> we discussed that all lot. Big money. That's how you make money. <laughs> all um, right. Peanut gallery needs to pipe back down. Grant's got important questions. Twenty. Sorry. Cheers so, to episode 98. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbosch. Well, think of a player that wears number 98 in Detroit sports. Um, Devin Gardner. <laughs> so good. That's so good. <laughs> no hesitation. Um, all right. But yeah, so Evan said that the travesty of this game was 24 to 7 at the half. It was 31 to 14 with six minutes left in the third quarter. Another positive, only have two points left. Elijah Collins had a really nice game, so good for him to have a good senior night, um, senior day thing. So I guess good for Elijah Collins. He did cut back to the left hash on the final play of the game instead of just drill going down in the middle of the field, which would have made the PAT attempt a little easier. Not that our kicker should have missed. What's, what's, no, but the your guys' kicker made one from the left hash earlier in the game, so I don't really know like what he already made one from the left hash. So if I was Elijah Collins, I would be like, Yeah, dude, you made one earlier. Why can't you just make it again? And then the last stat I had, we talked about this, I think, last week, Evan. We were discussing the run game. Michigan State had two guys, not one but two again, that had nearly six yards per carry in this game, yet their split was still only forty two passes to forty runs. I don't understand how you're passing more than you're running when you're physically dominating a team and you're up 17 and you're getting six yards per carry. So, like, it just all goes back to this whole theme Jay of the... Johnson. <laughs> I think That's that was a Jay Johnson loud. expletive. <laughs> but, yeah, Jay I mean... Johnson blows. And I've met this guy, and I still think he sucks. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal. Shook his hand, but he sucks. Um, okay, Michigan, Penn State, minus 18 Michigan and a half. State, Penn State. Well, I will not what did pick. I say? Uh, you said Michigan. Well, Michigan State, Penn State, minus 18 Battle and a half. That was the greatest trophy of all sports. Yes. Over, 50, over 153 and a half, 4 p.m. FS1. Can you guess the announcers? Uh, Jason Benetti and Brock Heward. Yeah, We're not good enough no. for them, Evan. No, they're, they're on Oregon. Oregon Mark Helfridge. Yep. And who's his partner? We've Don't talked remember. about this Never guy. Do. Is he got the big head? No, he's... No, that uh, was ESPN. <laughs> there's, some, there's a little bit of uh, family tree nepotism here. We've talked about this guy. Oh, yes. It's not a Collinsworth son. It's the other son. Oh, uh, it's Iron Eagle's son. Yes. Noah. Noah Eagle. Noah. 
so things to know about this game obviously bull eligibility on the line in terms of availability parker washington best playmaker on penn state's roster wide receiver at least out of this game he had a huge game against ohio state so that helps michigan state if you're looking for ways to pull off an upset um evan, sean clifford's still their quarterback sean clifford's still their quarterback evan, Never you're, up, pull off an upset your mental state and we're, they always say to check in on your friends, your mental state, if MSU loses to Tom Allen and James Franklin back-to-back weeks to close the year. <laughs> you know, Grant, not, I haven't thought about that until now. The two oh, no. worst coaches in the Big Ten. And Brandon we're McCaffrey, both number one, Evan. Oh. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen him yet this year. He hasn't popped up on my television yet, so I don't hate him. Just like Dickinson hasn't popped up on my television, so I don't hate him. You do Drew, hate him. Drew Timmy's number one right now. I love um, it. Tom <laughs> Allen is a very close number two. Uh, oh god it's gonna be a, such a shitty way to backdoor into the quick lane bowl any oh, coping, going to the quick lane bowl. any coping mechanisms you're gonna have ready to go if you lose to those guys yeah alcohol um what game is eight o'clock on saturday oh I'm a Lincoln, Lincoln Riley fan. They have a chance oh. to go to the playoffs. I'll be dialed into the Notre Dame USC game. Saturday oh, you night. and you and Mitt and Money are going to be at each other's throats that game. Notre Dame, Cody. Oh yes, Grant, you're going to yes. be here. Yeah, I'm going to be pulling for uh, Notre Dame as well. Cody and I are going to be <laughs> just chest bumping. All right, I'm going to get my as well. USC I'll be on the Irish. I'm going to get my USC hat. <laughs> um, Predictions? No, I did want to. So no, this, this was. Don't make us go through this. It was weird timing, so I had wrote down because it was taking too long. I, I was going to ask you guys before the show, have we heard any smoke about when these suspended players were going to get a conclusion on it? It did come through today. I just wanted to open up to you guys if you had any thoughts on what was sent down from the Washington you know County. Pro- what's, what's the word? It's not It's not charges just means they're yeah. getting charged. You know who's pressing the charges? You know who's pressing Michi- the charges? A Michigan, a Michigan The biggest Michigan yeah. slapper you've ever met. Evan's getting out of hand. No, Evan's I, getting it's, angry. It's, it's you're, fair. You're People, speeding him up. I just asking questions. I don't. I don't care. I've this case has gone. First of all, they've done a horrendous job of time management. It's been a month. It's gone on way too long. It's to the point during Ohio State week. I really don't even care about this thing anymore. I just felt like we had to ask, like, what do you think about the situation now? Okay, first, I wish it'd be over. Yeah, me too. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be charged, but it should be like a third party, like somebody like out of state that has like no bias either way in the yeah. situation. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. And right now, like Alex said, they're just charged. They're not guilty. Yeah, they so, got to they gotta have a court date, I'm guessing. That's how it works. We need on to describe what's about to happen in this. Use her legal no, knowledge. We don't need gonna- Oh, my God. Bleep. 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 <laughs> She's not going to listen to it this far in the show anyways. She might. She's not going to listen to any other show. <laughs> Garrett stops after we just do our weekly rundown anyway, so it doesn't really matter. That's disturbing. That G does Your that. Um, predictions for this though. game. Predictions for this game. I will not predict <laughs> Michigan State to lose to a James Franklin, Sean Clifford-led team. So, Michigan State wins 29-26. to <laughs> 26. Game-winning field goal redemption tour. <laughs> Back door to the quick lane bowl, guys. See you there. 38-24, Penn State. Oh, Michigan State has had a lot of success Covered. in this rivalry. Basketball season. Of late. And Mel Tucker knows how to get these boys riled up. So you know what? Penn State 35, Michigan State 21. I think they just yeah. have too much talent for cover. Penn State. It's a nice cover. As a cover. 35-21. We're down more than 14. 18 and a half. 18 and a half point spread. Yeah. 
We're bottom feeders. <laughs> oh no, we suck again. Um, okay, quickly, quickly, college football playoff. I forgot. I just have a scenario. And tell me if you guys disagree with any of this. I right now there's only seven teams left to make the playoff. I would say Georgia, Ohio State, in, Michigan, in, TCU, out. LSU, in, USC, out. Clemson. USC's in over Clemson. But those those seven teams still have a shot going into this week, I would say, to make the playoff. Now, this is my question as a Michigan fan, a nervous Michigan fan. Let's say what we all expect happens, LSU loses to Georgia. So they're knocked out because they're five right now. Crazy. They get knocked out. They get booted from this thing. You have a one-loss USC and a one-loss Clemson that both win their conference titles. Do both those teams get in over the loser of Ohio State, Michigan? Easily. Even Clemson? Yes. Because you're you're going brand versus brand now, and you're going against conference champions. And schedule. And schedule. So what if we have a... Oh, hypothetical question. What if we have a one-loss TCU conference champion? They don't apply because they're not the brand? I I agree with that. They can't lose. They cannot lose. They have to win out. You think that USC and Clemson would both get in over Ohio State as well? If they both win out? Like, if USC wins out, their schedule down the backstretch is more impressive than a lot of teams. Yeah, agreed. Yes. Both they're finally bitching that they beat playing U- teams U- now. UCLA. UCLA was ranked. I mean, they should be ahead of LSU right now. The fact that LSU sits at five with two losses is the biggest joke in the playoff committee's entire history. It's, it's a, just nothing on, for you to get upset about because it doesn't matter in two weeks. But it... It kind of does. Well, they're it just trying to say things. that if LSU wins the SEC championship, that they're going to be in. That's yeah, what they're trying to say. Which they're trying to I get guess two SEC teams in. I guess it's fine. But yeah, it's so blatantly obvious having them at five right now when USC has been better this year. It's just crazy. But I'm just curious about what I need to root for. So obviously you need USC to lose. You probably need Clemson to lose if you don't win your game. It's just... I, I kind of had thought Clemson would be out once they moved down to nine, but I now see a path if they just keep winning and they only have one loss, even though it was bad to Notre Dame, if they're an ACC champion and they're Clemson, they'll probably still get in because they won their conference title. Which is yeah, gross. Your worst case situation, Grant, is Notre Dame beats USC. Helps Clemson's strength of schedule go up because they get higher. Helps Ohio State's strength of schedule go up because it goes higher. Yeah. But you and, kinda, Clemson, and Clemson wins out and jumps you. But you need... Well, right now, the threat, USC is a bigger threat than Clemson because Clemson has farther to travel. I w- wouldn't rule out a world if Clemson wins out, wins the ACC title, Michigan loses by a field goal in Columbus, Michigan could still get in over Clemson because I think just the narrative of the ACC and Clemson has been so poopy this year and they got blown out by Notre Dame that it'd be close. But if USC wins out, they're for sure in because they've earned it. Yeah, but we can't be dumb about how bad the Big Ten is. Like, it's, it's we're comparing apples to apples here. ACC's been bad. Big Ten's been bad. Yeah. Clemson's schedule is better than Michigan's schedule. But then I guess they might look at, okay, Michigan's only loss was on the road to Ohio State. They lost, let's say they lose by three again. Hypotheticals, we don't know. Uh, Clemson's lone loss is a road blowout to Notre Dame. They might be like, well, we'll just let me. I don't know. We'll see. But. It also matters the game, how it finishes. The, the final box score does matter for all the stuff that's going to shake We out. certainly like, will have lots of time next week to discuss playoff scenarios. Okay, thanks, Alex. Glad that you're ready to move on because your team's I not am. involved. I Some am. people just love college football. Um, last, 
two quick quickies, college hoops. You guys, two massive wins against Kentucky and Villanova. Uh, I'll open up to you guys because Michigan State's playing some good basketball to start the year. Yeah, just a good basketball program in general, always are. Tyson Walker's playing very well. He's the leader on the offense right now. Not that he's scoring-wise, yes. Not that he's the dominating factor on offense, but he's like leading the offense and like ball movement and all that fun stuff, the fun best, jazz. Best point guard on the team for sure. Yes, not well, even close. Not even close. does have the best assister in the entire country, and only one player in the last 10 years has a better assist percentage, and that's John Morant. Oh, through the first four games? Or Sample size. Season. Sample size. Oh, okay. Just My bad. Sample. My bad. AJ Sample Hogarth size. may not be great at scoring, but he's doing a great job. On and, and off the court, because look at that chub scout. Okay. I That's credit Alex. Nice. You got you have to find stats to fit narratives, and I respect you doing that. He had but a great sample. bounce back game after a sample really size. really bad game against Kentucky. He played really well against Villanoa. Yeah. He hit multiple threes, something that you said he was incapable. He of. He airballed a three. Well, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, the book's still out. I'm not gonna again, sample size. Threes. I'm not saying he's a superstar. I'm Joey. not gonna go there. But mm, he had a, he had a good bounce back game. Are you guys to the point, I guess the question I have then is, so going into this year, it was kind of like Indiana, Illinois. Are you guys saying Michigan State has every right to be in that discussion and should be pushing for a Big Ten title? Absolutely. Yes. Because cohesion and senior leadership matters. I am curious to see, I am curious to see with Michigan State, I do think, I don't want Spartans to get crazy and attack me for this. I am saying they are very good. And I told you guys, if you had a Manny Bates type big man really would be like, yeah, this team's for sure going into the elite eight. Um, but I will say, I do wonder sometimes like, does that cohesion tighten it of Tom not taking transfers and like everyone's back this year, help them in these early games versus the teams that are like putting all these pieces together. Like I do think it's some somewhat helps in these early games, but I, I still think they're very good. I am just curious to see how the, the playing field looks like, like towards the end of the year is all. That'd be my only they, question. They just need one additional player outside of Tyson Walker to develop into a go-to guy by the end of the year, and I think Akins can easily be that guy. Tweak yeah. his foot, might not play. Oh, he can take a week off, Evan. That's Malik okay. Hall. End Malik of the Hall's year. Not that guy. We are going to still play like two ranked teams this week, three ranked teams this week if we win, so it'd be cool to have them. It would be cool yeah. to have him. I'd rather have him in March than in the PKI. Yeah. It's still early, but I do think, to Tom's credit, his stubbornness, like, it does help when your team has all this chemistry and they come back to start the year. Like, they all know each other. They're, like, ready to go. And you can tell this team plays, like, very well together. Um, on the other side of the state, a team that is going to be, from all intents and purposes, battling again to get into the NCAA tournament, based on what we've seen so far, it's still early. Um, you have a 30-point win versus Pitt. Michigan looks like poop. Then you have a 30-point loss versus ASU, so just a crazy swing of a little preseason tournament they had. Then you squeak out a win versus Ohio on a crazy finish to regulation. I've never seen that. I didn't understand. I didn't know that the clock doesn't start when the ball hits the rim. I feel like that rule needs to be changed because it feels like a rim and a body part should count similar. Like it hit the rim, I would be like, "Oh, the clock's going to start," but I guess that is the rule. Um, what this team is clearly missing, and it made me think of it when I think about Michigan State's success, is the guard play, uh, 
you know, you don't have a Xavier Simpson, you don't have an Eli Brooks, you don't have an Abdur Rockman, you don't have a guard that can just calm everyone down and run the show. Uh, I won't, like, I think Llewellyn and Doug can be better. Obviously, as the year goes on, I still think they'll get coached up and they'll get better. But I think that's the biggest glaring thing you see to start this year for Michigan is just the guys that have the ball in their hands bringing up the court are just new to the team. Um, and they have to rely solely on Hunter Dickinson and Jet, who are the only two guys right now as a Michigan fan you can really count on game in and game out to perform um, and just hope they don't get in foul trouble. And then the question I had in my head as I was watching this team against Ohio, I was like, what would this team be without Hunter Dickinson coming back this year? Are we talking like middle of the Mac? Or like, where does this team rank if you take that guy off off this team? It's crazy the impact he makes. I don't I don't know if you guys have any thoughts to to start their year or what they would be without him, but it is it's been a fascinating first couple of games. But you just gotta keep winning. Well, I've always said Hunter Dickinson is overrated. Um he's a front runner. Um, but yes, I agree with you. I think this team would be booty cheeks without him. I mean, it's just easy. I mean, against Max, he should score like 25 points. It's an easy, it should be an easy two points every single time. It's Nick or 2.0. Dump it down. Baby hook. Give me my two points. Let's go back on defense. <laughs> yeah, Michigan looks like cheeks. I don't have anything else to say other than that. Thoughts on Hunter Dickinson? Hunter Dickinson is what it is. He's not going to be any better than last year. He's not going to be any worse. He's just a really good college basketball player. I was one, yeah, I was just wondering like where they'd be without him. What I've seen so far, like he's just. They would be. But I, I as if you're a Michigan fan panicking, look, I take it one game at a time. They it's haven't early. looked great. I'd so early. I think they will get better as the year goes on. It's just like what is how good do they get? That depends on their guard play. We'll see. They how will it get goes. better as the year goes on, but your non-conference schedule. You have three daunting games coming up. And this weird theory I have in my head, I just keep telling myself that Jawan, especially, like, not that he's going to give more effort this year, but it's like the one rare time you get to coach both your sons in college. Like, I don't, like, you got to, like, take pride in that and be like, you know what? We're going to figure it out. We're going to play hard defense. It's not going to, like, go off the rails. Like, I'm just selling myself on that as well as a narrative. That they'll figure it out because, like, this is a once in a lifetime thing for them because Jet's probably only there this year. They're going to want it to be a memorable experience. So hopefully, he's a one and done. He ain't that good, is he? Yeah, I think uh, Jet's not going to... I mean, he's Caleb Houston. Good. He's better than Caleb Houston already, so Caleb Houston... better than Max Christie. Better than Max Christie through the beginning. Although Max Christie did have that Butler game, but Jet's done every game. He's like an automatic double-digit scorer. Um, can shoot the three really well, and just he just looks the part. Um, and then last thing, Kate Cunningham injury, we won't talk about long-term, but other than really unfortunate, I guess we're fully on board, fully tanking this season after that news came through. Tank. Yeah, Tank. Victor. Victor sweepstakes. Victor sweepstakes. Unfortunately, it stinks. Might need to get Kate on the non-vegan plan. I don't know and if that's Sadiq's related. on the trade block. I did see a tweet about that. I did see a tweet about that. How come? Uh, no one says. Well, James Edwards said, don't believe everything you read. Yeah. All right. Reported by Cody Wilkins. I think that's a show. Um Obviously, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. You as well. Be, be safe. Spend it. You'll spend it alone just like I will. I'll Enjoy be spending, it, be spending it watching the Lions and then rolling the work, and they'll be back in Michigan on early Friday morning. Oh, that's going to be a favorite Friday. part of Thanksgiving dinner. Go, Grant. Um, go, 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 go. Hurry up. Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. What a shot in the dark. Alex, <laughs> I explained in 
great detail last year how terrible Thanksgiving is. So pick is. your favorite dish. Something that you're like, you well, know, when all the food it usually tastes pretty bad, none of it's good. Alex, stop Donna, it. Donna, <laughs> stop it. Uh, mine's pumpkin pies. So cheer. Cheers with an asset. No, I'm only cheering myself. Cheers. 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 Episode 98. 98. Everyone, everyone be safe on the biggest bar night in America. Jeff Goodman. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs>